Hello, and welcome back to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about game, anime, other BS in between. I'm your host today, Joe, and with me is my uh, partner, confidant, the guy who personally said he can take down a pack of wolves with his bare hands and went out to um, a park just recently just to prove it for a whole two weeks. Uh, Nick, how'd that you know wolf hunting go? Nick is my name, yes, that's right. Um, another Dead Pixel, a podcast about game. Uh, yeah, I'm so I, fucking tired. So, like, I, <laughs> I just went, uh, yeah, I was on a vacation uh, right after our last podcast and uh, was up to, I, I was I was in Yellowstone. I, I went to Yellowstone for a little over a week um, and uh, did... I looked for wolves to punch. I didn't find any wolves to punch, unfortunately. Um, I did find a bear or two. We saw two bears. Um, the first one was not in Yellowstone. It was in, it was in uh, Teton National Park. And uh, we just saw him for like, I just saw his back and got a picture of his back as he was kind of walking away. And then, um, and then like the last day, I actually saw a, a legit a young bear, probably about like one or two years old, uh, small, but, uh, he was just eating, eating grass by the road and, uh, pulled over, got some pictures of him, but yeah. Uh, so I've been in Yellowstone. Um, it's gorgeous, dude. Have you ever had a chance to go over there? No, I haven't actually. So that's, you know, uh, yeah, that's that. And a few, actually, I haven't been to a lot of national parks, you know, uh, surprisingly enough. So, uh, the only one I went to is, uh, one of the ones, the great Sequoia, uh, about three years ago, saw the the general. I think General Sherman, uh, giant redwood tree. But other than um, that, yeah, I've not gone to a lot of parks in the near memory. Well, man, if you ever get a chance to go to Yellowstone, like whenever uh, we were playing this trip, um, I was kind of like, yeah, they'll be, they'll you know they'll be old faithful, cool, and I'm sure I'll be bored like the rest of the time. But it's like so it's so beautiful there. It's just gorgeous. Everything is like the tippy top uh best you could imagine of mother nature to be. There's so many winding rivers and mountains that they go through and it's it's nice and cool. There's mist in the morning. Um there's all kinds of animals on the roads and stuff that are still alive. Uh they're like walking around on the roads and blocking traffic. Um you know, geysers are all right, and then like all the hot springs and stuff are pretty cool too. But um, that stuff it, it can be kind of boring to, to me. Uh, there were a lot of families there, a lot of families, obviously, uh, a lot of kids who are who are bored. I don't know when the right time, like, because uh, I don't know when the right time to take kids is because they they seem to be bored most of the time, and like teenagers are like definitely like really bored with it. So it's kind of a like a young adult sort of thing to like a young adult to like old adult kind of thing. But uh, it's got me pretty much addicted. I, uh, I'm looking at going to Zion national park now, um, which is in, uh, Utah. I have a friend that lives in New Mexico. So thinking about driving out there, staying at his, his place for a night and then going on cause it's like an 18 hour drive. Um, and I, I wanted to drive because I want to have like more supplies and stuff. But yeah, I've been buying all kinds of camping gear and stuff. Um, got all kinds of great pictures and and video. I really, I really wish I could have seen some wolves. Like like you like you mentioned it. Um, 
we sat uh, down next to some British people while we were waiting for uh, Old Faithful to go off. And uh, they were yammering on in their British speak. And they were men- they mentioned how they how they saw You mean English? British it's not it's, it's not English anymore, dude. <laughs> we speak we speak English, they speak British. Uh, so they were they were yammering on about how they saw a pack of wolves kill and eat a bison. And I didn't I, I should have engaged with them and been like, Where did you see that? And like what I can only assume that they saw it on like, on like some kind of safari or something. They went out with some some they paid somebody to take them out deeper into the into the into the wilderness because we because I didn't really see anything really close to that and I think I've heard that wolves don't really hang around people so yeah but I, I look like I, I want to go back it's a it's a beautiful place um, and I can't wait to do some more some more national parks but yeah that's pretty much what I did with the with uh, part of uh, the last two weeks um, and then worked so yeah that's it for me. What do you have going on? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, a lot of family stuff. Just uh, we had to rearrange the house, and that was a chore and a half. So we we just rearranged some rooms and stuff like that. And uh, wood furniture is looks nice, but it is the most painstaking stuff to move, uh, especially when they're like just solid. And you'd be amazed what two people in a dolly can move. <laughs> yeah, I had a a buddy spent came down just to spend the whole weekend just to help me move, and That's... it was a couple long, long days. I mean, it's uh, it's a little known secret, but two people in a dolly—that's how they built the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, so that was you know, uh, you know, so what happened was uh, because you went on this trip, uh, we had to record last episode a little bit early, and. Uh, today we're actually shooting. Uh, normally we'd release on uh, on Saturday, uh, but we're actually recording now, so you know a day late and a dollar short. Uh, so Nick, just make sure to put that. I'd buy that for a dollar right here, and go. Okay, so <laughs> now now if it's not there, you can blame Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, responsibilities. Uh, but yeah, so we're recording this Saturday night. Screw you, and. <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so a lot has happened actually like I know, normally we would i picked the best worst time to to uh go on vacation because i mean i watched a lot of this uh stuff but i i also didn't get to see a lot of it live yeah you missed all the the potential like money make we could have done for like you know adp presents you know first reactions to and all that stuff like every other gaming channel there is did their own live stream you know reactions uh, but we immediately after he left, they did the uh, PlayStation uh, presents, and then they did uh, afterwards. You know, you got the whole uh, Summer Games Fest or or not E3, uh, Key Three, or as other people have been calling it. So yeah, it's just uh, lots of gaming news all around. So because of that, we're actually going to go ahead and uh, flip our usual roles, and we're now going to go ahead instead of talking about our personal stuff. Uh, and what we've been playing or watching, we're just going to go everything backwards. So we're going to jump straight to the news. All right. So uh, for now, uh, we're going to go straight to uh, talking about what happened with Sony uh, with their PlayStation Presents. Um, so yeah, I got this one. Uh, okay. Go one ahead. of the first things that yeah. So one of the first things they started off with was uh, uh, a neat looking trailer and coming off like 
kind of surprisingly, uh, they're doing the RE4 uh, remake. And this has been rumored kicking around for a while, so it's not a really big surprise, but it is a kind of a welcome one, especially, you know, it's a little bit surprising since they just did the uh, 3D or the VR version, I'm sorry, of uh, RE4 for like Oculus and some of the others, you know, and it's planned to eventually come out for, uh, I think, PSVR 2. They're announcing uh, the, the RE4 mm-hmm. and... This remake is looking really good, though. It's tonally going to be different. Uh, you know, it's... I'm hoping that they keep the... You know, they they seem to have the same bad guy. So that means they're going to probably have some of the other ridiculous over-the-top stuff. Because I think, every, if you remember correctly, uh, RE4 is not only when they up the action, but they also jump the shark simultaneously. You know, they knew... They went for the full campiness. Um... Uh, and it actually worked out really well for them. I never got a chance to play RE4, but I hear pretty often that it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's the best in the series. Uh, I do hear that pretty often. A lot of people say, you know, two. Some people say, oh, you know, the remake of one is 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 amazing, and that's like their favorite. But I hear like for the time and like the the time that it came out, took by two and four are the most highly regarded, and four being kind of a uh, pardon the pun, but a game changer um, as far as like what people expect from games. It came out on GameCube, right? Originally, originally it's GameCube. It was part of uh, it was part of Catcom's four. I think they were. I think it was. It was supposed to be that. Uh, I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but like Beautiful Joe, Piano Three. Um, it was like it was there. Um, it might have been Killer Seven instead, not Beautiful Joe. I can't remember now. And it was like Killer Seven was a part of that, I think. And then they were supposed to have one or one other game that never did release as part of their like uh, GameCube uh, initiative push. But yeah, it it was surprising because it was such a great game. Uh, it it played such. It went from so fans of Resident Evil series at that point. Uh, a lot. Some of them really hated four because they went from a survival game uh, to an action game uh, because they went from you know survival horror. It's like you had the fixed cameras, but it the part where it was a game changer, as it were, and it literally changed the foundation of how we played a lot of those games is by putting the over the shoulder camera, uh, having it uh, feel more fluid, and it did quick time events, which was still novel at the time. Uh, you know, looking back on it, yeah, we all hate them to a certain extent, but uh, yeah, it was actually really unique and it was really cool. You know, it kept you on your toes during the cutscene because it, up until then, you're like, I'm just going to relax and watch this little thing play out. And all of a sudden, up comes an A prompt, and then you're like, Oh, what? And then you just died, and you're like, oh, All right. <laughs> and then you, yeah, so you that's got to react to it. Uh, yeah. Yep, that was it. You know, uh, the game was amazing, though. I personally really like it. It's one of my favorites in the series. Uh, having them uh, remake it and make it gritty, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to make it really pretty. Uh, I'm sure they'll make their own special touches to it because, you know, they, for example, when they did the recent RE2 uh, remake, that one is, you know, has all the same beats, but it does have its own, you know, special flair to it. And I'm hoping they do the same thing with RE4 because they can change a few things to make it a little bit more entertaining or modern, I guess, you know, because having this little tiny Napoleon dude, you know, attack you in a giant, you know, metal statue, uh, maybe not the most, uh, you know, convincing of gameplays elements for this time around. 
Yeah. So. I mean, like this one um, is, uh, I don't know, I guess three is, yeah. I, I would say this remake is the most probably closely related of all the ones they've done so far. You know, you look at the original Resident Evil 4, and it is a, it, it is, it's a dated but still kind of a modern game. So the changes that they're going to make um, seem like, less of a jump there's going to be like less artistic license a little bit more of an up res than the other ones which were like well we got to change all this polygons you know he's like 32 bits into you know way way more um this one is like okay the, the models are kind of there the the idea was already fleshed out in a modern way uh it just needs to be upgraded to uh modern sense of more modern sensibilities yeah, uh, so it, you're you're right about that. But they actually, um, I don't know if you knew about it, but there was some the modding community. Uh, they had recently made their own uh, high texture, uh, re, you know, HD repack for RE4 I believe to the it. point where, yeah, the point where people found like photos of like the castles and stuff like that, and that things were based off of and took those images and made their own remodeling of textures and such uh some people uh through the community was a were able to actually go to physical locations because they couldn't find a uh, a close enough proximity so they'd go to physical locations and take photos uh for this project to re-render them Dude, uh, people so there do. was already there's a huge mod for this already now and that's i actually want to get around to playing that one uh, just and now with this one coming out, I really want to do it just so I can compare the two. You know, what can the can uh, the actual AAA studio compete with the uh, diehard fans? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean the 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 advantage they have is just a centralization of of uh, of, of work, and you know the the fans can kind of take as long as they want. the The studio though has to get has to churn out stuff, so so it's a little bit of a uh, of a mismatch there uh they both have also yeah advantages. in theory the, the studio will have the high resources and you know equipment to do what's necessary well fans you know it's whatever it's out of their own pocket so it's going to be but, a little bit more difficult that way you're right but i mean i'm amazed at how often like fans fix stuff that studios miss and they fix it fast and they fix it simply i mean like uh this is a getting it'd be a dated example i guess but uh the um the first season or one of those seasons of mandalorian spoilers they have luke skywalker come out and they only have him for like a like a second or two or whatever um because the the facial mapping technology was too difficult to do for very long well some dude uh like fixed it and made it better and did it in like a fraction of the time and so they hired that guy i mean like maybe he was an industry guy, but it's still just one dude, you know, like, like it's just, it's still like a fan, uh, a fan project. So there's, there's definitely a lot of hope for uh, fan projects when I see things like that. So yeah, like, like this game, I do want to go back and try to play RE4. I think I have it. I've never played it because I, I want to see how it plays and then um, hopefully get a chance at getting the remake and see what they uh, changed and made better because I feel like that might be the best place. I don't know yet, but I feel like that might be the best place to improve is uh, in the g actual gameplay. 
because some of that stuff is kind of clunky from that era. Honestly, it's I still think it holds up pretty well. Uh, I think you know, like I said, they'll if they change when the, it, how they tweak the story is where it's going to count for me. Um, it still holds. You know, I recently played it maybe four years ago, and after you know, I bought it on the PC and I hadn't played that version. Uh, I own that game so many times. I bought it for the original GameCube. Then they came out with the PS2 version, and that one, uh, if I remember correctly, that's when they added the Zoot Suit and the Lost Plagas Extractor as a special like laser weapon. Okay. Um, uh, they added. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think now. And then they came out with the Wii version, which is actually pretty awesome because uh, that was, you know, that reacted really well for aiming, at least. Um, at least I remember it being really well. I hadn't played it other than when it first, when I first bought it. And then I played the PC version uh, just a handful of years ago. Uh, so I, I, and I, that one I played all the way through to the end again. And I was like, the game is deceptively long. I forgot how long that game is. How long is uh, it, but I think? Like 20 hours or more? Um. I don't think 20 hours, but it was it once. It's just one of those things that you're like, oh, yeah, I made it to this thing. And that's ne- uh, the next stage opens up and you're like, oh, now there's this whole new stretch of levels. And then you have this next scene where it's a whole new stretch of things. Um, it's not as bad as the, like, you know, the, the uh, RE6, you know, or five, you know, but like, like I said, when you look back, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they totally went to more of a ridiculous storytelling when it came to four. Um, because it was campy. I mean, the whole point is you're saving the president's daughter. I mean, that is that is an 80s ass action movie line right there. Um, so that that's you know, they kind of knew what they were getting into, and I think they played into it really well. It's it's hammy and cheesy in the right spots, but dun, also dun, I remember dun, 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 the president's daughter. <laughs> Dun 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 yeah. dun 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 has been taken. Dun 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 dun. dun. I'm gonna get her back. Like, one man, you know. Yeah, it's like the, the, who do they call? You know, Leon S. Kennedy. Uh, but yeah, the they end up doing. Uh, I remember Ashley uh, being the most competent, uh, you know, side you know sidekick or escort mission you ever had because. Everyone at that time still hated escort missions, but at least you could be like, get in the box. And she gets in the box and then she, you know, the, you throw in her dumpster and then you just murder everyone. And then you, she's like, all right, get out of the, get out of the dumpster. Um, yeah. Okay. Stupid stuff. Uh, but it was for that time. I was like, Hey, that's really clever. At least I don't have to literally babysit you the entire time. I can at least do a few things and not be such a pain in the butt. That is a good idea. Uh, but yeah, all right. And then afterwards, uh, state of play. They the next big one they mentioned, if I remember correctly, was uh, Street Fighter. Uh, they went more into Street Fighter Six. Uh, so yeah. this one. Uh, so yeah. So, it, oh, go on. So I, I did see that we got a we got a like a full trailer, a lot of CG, you know, kind of movie stuff going on there. But they did so show some some fighting. Uh, it looks good. It looks uh, it looks. I'm not I'm not an expert in fighting games or anything like that. I don't even play them as much as I, I would like to. But it looks it looks nice. Um it looks like they've taken it back to the streets, pun intended. Uh because there's like there's like uh tagging and like spray paint and uh it's got a cool aesthetic. It's it's definitely akin to Street Fighter Five in uh, a lot of the stuff, but they've sort of changed around a little bit of the look. Um uh, yeah, so the that's the big difference. Is they went they went for the CG opposed to the the ink art style uh, that they've been doing for the last two Street Fighters. 
Um, and this one, in the as far as canon goes, text takes place after Street Fighter Three. Oh, um, okay. And so that's why you have a lot of the younger people, uh, the new characters, and then you uh, that's why you have all the veterans looking as old as they are. Uh, is because Street Fighter Three was already like the next generation, and you had people who either loved it or hated it, and it came, you know, like you don't have my normal like you know my normal characters now. I'm angry, and so that's that's kind of why they stayed away from it for so long. Yeah, I, so it's kind of a I gutsy move to try to push forward like this. I didn't see how many characters they had. Did you see? Because I only saw like, well, like like Ryu, Chun Li, and like two others that they showed. I think in the in the trailer i'm sure they had have guile the stuff, they right? had that new guy from uh from five which i have zero care for he was like the last dlc character and so he's now the primary like main focal character of the new one okay. uh the some of the neat things that are showing for this is they have like a free roaming mode and uh, that they they showed a little bit and i'm wondering this instantly brought me back to um an old ps1 game uh called uh uh, Tobol number one, mm-hmm. and this was a uh, uh, Kira Toriyama art uh, art style, you know, like uh, fighting game. And they had like their own adventure mode, as it were. So you'd go through kind of like a dungeon, and you just it was you had a one on one fighting game, but but then also you had this like uh, actual like dungeon crawling kind of aspect to it. I'm like that was really neat at the time, but the the copy I had was all in. Uh, Japanese so the menu system was super hard for me as a middle schooler to try to figure out yeah. um, the biggest part of that Tobol number one game is it came with a uh, a sampler CD for uh, flipping Final Fantasy 7 so like I bought this game because it has Final Fantasy in there so that's kind of why you did it and like this game is actually really awesome and it also had the same dude who did Dragon Ball so I you know like I was sold but uh, I think Tobol number two never came out to America, if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's what it reminds me of is this free this free roaming mode kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Uh, though it, at the very end they showed that stupid lobby. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. I guess I mean, I guess I, that didn't register with me, but the the free roaming mode looked a little bit low poly or whatever. It was kind of just like, all right, here's a thing. Um, so that part was a little bit disappointing. It, it might, if they can upgrade that or maybe with DLC or something or patches or whatever, make it a little better. That would be cool. Um, it, it could be cool. It just seems like, why don't you just give me a menu? And let me just, like, I'm, I'm here to fight. I'm not here to like walk around and try to find fights, um, but we'll see how it actually works out. So uh, I'll be picking up street fighter six uh, as soon as that comes out, probably. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't gotten into a Street Fighter since four, uh, and then I just kind of fell off with all the DLC. So that's you know, I would like to say I'm going to get six, and maybe I'll I mean, have to have a, a bet with you, and we'll do a challenge throwdown or something at the time. But I, I would like it if you do because I, or pick any any fighting game because I'd like to play against you in, in something. I haven't been uh, playing. I've not been playing uh, King of Fighters, and I keep kicking myself for that. I did play it a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is hard. And then I did something else. Um, but I've been meaning to get back into that game. So I just, like every time I buy a fighting game, I'm just like, oh, I want to play this. And it's harder than I remember. And then I'm just like, oh, I'll do something else. <sighs> so, yeah, I was always life. a Street Fighter fan. I, I really like the, the mechanics behind Street Fighter. When it came to anything more technical, um, King of Fighters or 
you know, virtual fighter or anything like that. That's, you know, I was always never as good at those than I, that I was at street fighter. That was more my muscle memory. I, I spent so much time on that. So, uh, that is the one I feel most comfortable with. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how, what other, how the roster pans out. I think there was a leak uh, about the whole roster. Uh, I've stayed away from it, though, so uh, not really so much good for news portion, I guess. Uh, I should have probably looked into it, but I, w- I would like to keep some surprise for myself. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Well, next up was that uh, I know you're excited about is the Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. And... Excited is a strong word to use. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited. I'm more excited for the Final Fantasy remake stuff, uh, seven remake stuff. Final Fantasy sixteen, man, some beautiful CG movies. You know, um, the gameplay, what they showed of it, looks okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of. It, it it feels like a second try at fifteen. I played about ten hours of fifteen. I was bored out of my mind. Um, I wanted to like it, but I but like at some point you're just like, man, this is just boring. Um, it looked really cool. It looked it looked cool, and then the combat wasn't wasn't terrible. Sixteen, hopefully, it looks like it's going to be about the summons because uh, those were front and center, and they even like whisper Ifrit at the end. Um, and I'm like, well, he's kind of like a second. Oh, they actually sing out all the summons during that trailer. Oh, yeah, uh, as they're showing the summons there, that's. You know, I completely forgot that trailer until you just mentioned that, and I'm like, oh well, yeah, that's right. I they're know that. I mean, like, like I know that. Like they they talk about them all, but but like the one that they mention last and they whisper it, being Ifrit, is like, why are they doing that? Is this so? First of all, like, why are they putting the summons so front? I mean, they were like almost half over half the trailer. Um, uh, it's it has to do with the gods fighting again or something like that. It's just. Um, so it's yeah, it's it it, uh, it correlates to some of the older Final Fantasy like story lore. I honestly bailed out of Final Fantasy hardcore after thirteen. Yeah, uh, just did not jive with me at all, and everything else after that's just kind of a blur. I just stopped paying attention to Final Fantasy, it's, and then I was really upset with the remake uh, for seven remake. It's uh, changed, so, it, yeah. you know. It's it's changed too much from what it was. Um, it, it used to be more bespoke and more about like kind of building a narrative and not really knowing what's what the, like what's really going on. And I just feel like they've gone away from that. The It's just a different studio from what it used to be, you know, 20 uh, getting on 25 years ago. Um, and the, that's, that's just kind of the way that it's going to be. But 16, I'm not too excited about it. It looks all right. I will probably buy it if I have a PS5 by that time um, because I am weak and stupid. Um, but otherwise, I'm not going to really think about it until that time comes. All right. Uh, yeah, well, the thing I will be buying eventually, like the thing that will make me buy a PS5 is going to be uh, the PSVR 2. Uh, that's, uh, oh, yeah. And they did a lot of announcing for this. Uh, one of the things they announced was Resident Evil Village uh, coming out, just like uh, when the, the Resident Evil 6, when that came out, uh, I'm sorry, 7, uh, when that came out, they did you know the whole uh, VR bit, and now they're doing this again. Uh, so Village here, going from third or going from first person to VR now. That's gonna now you can see your big tall, beautiful lady 
up close and personal. You can see all the violence done to Ethan, you know, for, you know, up again. So uh, they know what the fans want. No, it, it'll be fun. Uh, I think that'll be really cool to see. Uh, whoever, I whoever, ha- whoever designed that big lady made a deal with the devil and was like, I need, I need something that is going to make the internet explode for years to come, maybe forever. And the devil was like, all right, a big lady and a big hat. <laughs> uh, so I actually, I actually hadn't played seven or seven. I'm sorry. I haven't even played uh village. Yeah. I keep, uh, I played a little bit of seven, uh, village though, on the other hand, I have stayed away from hoping that they would, you know, that that would come to VR. So that's actually like, all right, cool. I'm glad I, I held off on that. And they're actually coming out with a uh, DLC. So I'm kind of jumping ahead to what was recently announced at the, um, during the, uh, not E3 and they just announced three things of DLC uh, for Resident Evil Village. Uh, one of which is going to be story campaign. Uh, so it's going to be story mode that takes place uh, quite a few years later. And it takes, you know, I don't really want to spoil anything for anyone who, who doesn't want to know anything about it. So if you don't want anything to know about it, just fucking don't look it up. But essentially, it's one of the characters far in, like, kind of far into the future returning back to the village. Um, and that part's okay. It's interesting. There's they're doing a new mercenaries mode, which people really like the mercenaries mode, uh, and that's uh, where you're gonna have uh, the big lady. I can't remember her name now. It starts with a D. Uh, not to me. I can't remember. I can't even try to pronounce it. I'll butcher it. But they have her. Uh, they'll have um, uh, and one of the, one of the other bad guys as your playable mercenaries, uh, including uh, you have uh, what's this. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Redfield's going to be in it as well. And the third part of the DLC, which uh, I found to be the most humorous part, is uh, you're going to have a third person mode. So the game that's in first person is now going to be over the shoulder. And now you can see him get, you know, Ethan get more uh, violated in a different from from afar. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. It looks... I mean, it, I guess they've probably done enough playtesting to know it could it, it can work and stuff like that. People but have already done like, mods for it. That's that's the thing, though. It's just uh, like, yeah, it just, do, it'll just play like a normal it, game. People but. can do mods for anything they want, but they're not. But like they're doing it for free, and they're not expecting to make any money. Like it it, it, it can suck, as I'm saying, it can just totally fuck the game completely up. Um, but so for the for the studio to do it, they must have like looked at it and gone like, okay. This doesn't hurt the product uh, too much, so maybe we can we can throw it out there. Maybe it, it maybe it adds to it, gives it a different dimension that uh, wasn't there before. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it'd be interesting. It's it, it's funny because they went from a third person franchise, and then they that was what made uh, Seven so unique. Is they're like, hey, we're going to go first person, uh, and you know that kind of shook shook it up a little bit and now that yeah we're also now getting you know pulled back for this one and give you third uh game other games like grand theft auto you know they went from a third person to a first person view so it's, it's interesting just to see them put in the effort to pull back the camera literally yeah, yeah um, so you're talking earlier about uh, psvr2 and um you know it's really good that it's coming out and that they're announcing stuff for it, it I guess in reality they're not supporting it as much as they supported vita but it feels like they're supporting it way more than than they supported Vita. Like, like, why do you think that? Or do you feel that way? Or, and if so, like, why do you think that is? 
this perception? So I so PSVR I think did surprisingly well. Uh, it didn't like you know it didn't change the foundation of everything, but I honestly think it had a good following. Uh, honest to be honest, it's the only time I actually ever buy games for my PlayStation is only VR games. Uh, anything else, I'll generally if it's um, you know I'll either get from like a library or something like that, or you know there's very seldomly a game that I'll buy. I think the last game I can remember buying, other than like Horizon, would be um, I think it was Spider Man. You know uh, yeah. the Marvel Spider Man game. So you know they have a few exclusives, but if it's anything it's anything multi platform. Uh, if I can get it on the PC, I generally will. And so that because it, the VR, PSVR games uh, are so easily accessible, uh, I think you know it's, it's a lower cost of entry for me personally. I don't want to uh, buy a Quest uh, or Quest Two, yeah. especially since now it's now the Meta Quest, and I I personally would don't want to fund Facebook in any way. Though I might break down in the, with the whatever next generation, I'm hoping the next set of head uh, headsets. Uh, there's some there's someone else who comes out with a good one that's at an affordable cost, like the Quest. Yeah. Because there's enough uh, modding community when it comes to games like Beat Saber uh, to put in you know other songs that aren't originally on there, and I think that would be really nice to do is to play games like that that have their own custom soundtracks uh, that you can put in. Or that other fans have put in, so that's kind of what I want to get. But I don't want to spend big money like um, on any of things like Steam makes or anything like that. So, yeah, well, well, maybe they're they're seeing that attach rate. They're like, well, we you didn't make, you know, you don't sell just a ton of PSVR, but sold enough, and people that are buying PSVR, it I, I would imagine are buying games for it you know, um, several games for it. Cause like I got this VR and it's kind of cool. And I, I like to, I like to show people how it works and I'm going to buy three or four games with, with it. That's a pretty good, you know, even two or three games for, for a accessory like that is probably very encouraging to Sony. Honestly, it felt like the, uh, the, the PSVR one was more or less a, uh, a last-minute effort to to blow out their old stock of Move controllers and <laughs> shitty PlayStation cameras. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, and so that's so to have them come out with a full-fledged like next generation for themselves, at least a VR step up, uh, is exciting. Uh, especially since you know they announced quite a few of these other games, like uh, they're they're making a sequel to um, The Walking Dead. Uh, Saints and Sinners. So there's a lot of garbage Walking Dead games out there. Yep. But Saints and Sinners was actually a good one. Okay. Uh, and so that that was really well received. And so it's honestly a lot of, you know, anyone who liked the first one will probably end up liking, and liking the second one and going out to buy it right away because, you know, why wouldn't they? Um, no Man's Skies. Coming out yet again on another thing. But, you know, it'll it'll look even more pretty and beautiful. Because it's already available on VR uh, now, uh, so it's, uh, but it should look even better on PSVR too because the you know the quality of that is going to be really good. Um, yeah, they are, yeah. I, so I mean, that's, like they, you like, know, it's not, it's not like they had you know like like you know kind of making a joke. They had it was just an excuse to get rid of all these move controllers um, and and PlayStation eyes, but you know that was already sunk. You know that was already sunk cost. They couldn't really do anything about that. So it was kind of a good proof of concept. Like we can kind of do this and it's not too expensive. Um, 
And uh, if it catches, it catches. If it doesn't, well, we had already lost the money before we even did this anyway. So let's give it a try. And uh, I guess PSVR 2 being here in the first place is a testament that it actually kind of worked. Yeah. And, you know, there was some more stuff mentioned about that new, new Horizons game coming out. But, you know, to get back to your original question is I think they are more supportive of VR than they ever were of uh, the Vita. Yeah. I mean... The Vita was a really cool concept that they realized real quickly that they don't have the ability to make um, AAA games to that to the quality that they want to, and it quickly became a thing that people weren't really looking for that AAA experience. Um, and it be, and it actually found a better home for a lot of the third party uh, stuff. And they you know, became an indie, you know, a real good indie powerhouse until the Switch came along. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they also mentioned. Uh, the game called Stray, and I think this is right up your alley, as it were. Yeah, I I didn't see anything that they posted about this. I've already kind of decided I'm I'm good. I want to I just want to play it, you know. Um, but what what did they say about it? Anything new? Um, they showed they just showed the one trailer that um I hadn't seen it before. I just knew I heard about it before. I seen uh, still shots, so they showed just a, a simple trailer, and I'm like, all right, yep, yeah, this is totally any game with a cat is totally a Nick game. Uh, so I like that's kind of the way I looked at it. I like dogs. I like animals. Um, it looks cool. It looks, it's a, got a good aesthetic. It looks like an interesting thing, um, to do. So I'm excited about it. Uh, they announced that the new, uh, the Marvel Spider-Man is coming to PC. Uh, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time I, you just have to wait nowadays, like you pretty much just have to wait anything that's not super, you know, in-house Sony, you're probably going to get eventually on on a PC. It seems like so that's cool. Well, they you know, they just opened the you know they just opened that up right because you know now you know Horizon and stuff everything that would have been a hundred percent you know never for never seen in the PC space is now going that way. Yeah, which is cool. I don't mind that at all. Uh, they mentioned a, they showed um, a really cool visually aesthetic one called um, uh, Roller Drone. Did you get to see this one at all? Roller drone. No, I did not. Uh, roller drone. Yeah. So it's essentially it's um it's all cell shaded. It reminded me when I first looked at it of uh the video game thirteen, uh, which was all a comic book art style. Uh but this is straight up uh the premise of an eighties action movie. Essentially, you got person on roller uh roller skates going through uh, doing all these mad tricks in an in arena, just murdering a bunch of fools. Uh, it is the very just you go watch this uh, trailer. It is amazing. Okay. Uh, even the post, even the just the the, the cover photo, like straight up a a, a movie poster. Um, everything that everything that presented, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm really down for this. This is going to be cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's that that has some potential, I, I think, in the long run. And then they did. They ended up mentioning um, the uh, not dead space. So, oh yeah, uh, the Callisto uh, Callisto protocol. That's right. And that one is dead space, but with prisoners. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely. Uh, watching the trailer recently, uh, a couple of days ago, is the first time I've I've seen anything about it. I've been hearing about it, but I didn't watch anything until now. Um, it looks exactly like Dead Space, but it still looks really good in all the ways that dead space, you know, was really cool. Um, what little I played of it. It, it feels, it, it looks like it's going to feel exactly like that. 
Um, there is a dead space uh, re revitalization coming from EA. Um, we did hear about a while ago. I don't know how close that is, probably 24, maybe longer. I don't know. But um, yeah, this is a good, this is a good holdover. And it might kind of steal their lunch a little bit because it definitely looks, it definitely looks super spooky and uh, very violent and scary in a lot of ways that uh, are reminiscent of that old Dead Space game. Oh yeah, no, it's, you know, it's done by uh, quite a few people who originally worked on it, uh, Dead Space. So you can see the, the heritage there and uh, yeah, it's totally a uh, great, you know, uh, survival horror like concept. Yeah. It looks uh, like it's yeah, in that... like, uh, I think like unreal engine four. Cause it, cause the lot, like the lighting in it is different. You know, there's, there's things in it that are super realistic um, looking and it's, it's a slow game. So they're probably able to do a lot more with the polygons flying around there to make them uh, make you like really appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, you know, so that that's, going to be uh, a good one i forget when that's coming out though if they have a slated date for that uh, i don't remember either all right then they also all right so then uh sony also mentioned uh seasons uh, a letter to the future and that one has it's a really pretty art style it's uh it seems like it'd be more of a you know an experience or like an artsy game as it were yeah. um though i think i think it'd be it looks really nice and i think it'll be wonderful uh, but I honestly don't have much to go off of other than just what I, little I saw of it. Okay. So uh, then they're bringing out Tunic. Uh, Tunic's coming to PlayStation. Good. Everyone should play Tunic. <laughs> Tunic's a good game. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then there's going to be one that's uh, that made me go, ah, I kind of want to play anime games now. <laughs> and it's, uh, um, I think it's pronounced Eternite. And, or Eternites, and it's essentially some like weird ass uh, anime game. It's like action adventure dating sim. <laughs> so it's like okay. okay. Uh, there's actually been a, quite a few uh, anime games announced during even uh, the Summer Games Fest, where it's like I I really I used to be all about any game with anime in it as a kid, and then anime games started coming out being complete garbage, and so I'm like, yeah, no, I'm staying away from all that. And now somehow, like, my brain has come full circle. It's like, maybe I want to start playing them again. And then all I need to do is probably play a few minutes and be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. I think, they're, I think they're getting back to being decent now. But I have a hard time believing that an anime game will ever be really great. Uh, I could be wrong, but they're, they're kind of they are sort of cash grabby. They're doing a better job with them, I will say. So maybe it will turn uh, out to be good. Uh, I'm kicking myself for not playing enough Scarlet Nexus. I only played a little bit at the beginning, and I just never got around to having enough time for that. And I didn't even get to finish the anime. I, I made it like halfway through the anime, and I haven't even finished that. So yeah, yeah. All right. Now you uh, did a quick summary of what you thought was good for um, the Summer's Games Fest. So well, what do you got? Good is is not the right word. Um, important. Important. Uh, to the conversation, um, uh, Starfield, uh, there's 15 minutes of gameplay that they, 15 minutes ish. It's kind of him talking, uh, the, forget the guy who's, who's the boss at Bethesda anyway. Oh, um, but that, uh, is it Peter or no? The guy who's on stage was, um, Peter something, right? Could be. Fine? 
uh, whatever. I guess we'll look it up later. Anyway, that guy, the one you know, the one you've always seen in all the uh, no-clip videos and stuff, um, he was talking, and then they show gameplay. I mean, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, this looks like a really nice version of Fallout 4 um, in space with plus No Man's Sky. When they started digging with the the laser I was like, oh, shit, this is going to suck. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't, I mean, I expect nothing less from Bethesda because, gosh, they just, they just never really learn. It's, it's just, I mean, there, there's a big meme going around. Somebody made a pretty good, uh, a pretty good, um, I guess you'd call it a, uh, I don't know, like a game poster. And it's, and they, they uh, titled it, uh, no man's Skyrim. Uh, it's pretty much it's pretty much that, as uh, as far as as far as I can tell. Uh, I'm totally unexcited about it. it. It could be good. I mean, if if they did one thing, if they if they kept everything the same as like the Fallout's or whatever, and they just fixed the bugs, which I know they're not going to. I'm sure the game is going to be riddled with all kinds of shit. If they just fix the bugs, and they've upresed it a little bit it'll probably be good. It'll probably be like a good, a, a net positive for the gaming world. But uh, from what I saw, it, 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 it just looked like a little bit upgraded fallout Four. but we'll see. Um, maybe the sky combat will be pretty cool or you'll be able to do more stuff. Anyway, I feel like I'm one of the only people who's had like zero interest in this game from the start. I I feel like I should be more excited about it, but for some reason it just nothing about it has triggered any sense of like excitement or euphoria. Uh, I just well, I, it may come out and I may really end up loving it, but at the same, but currently it's just it's not registering anything as far as like giving like giving me a pulse to be excited about. Well, I mean it's Bethesda. Like the most recent thing we have, big thing we have from them is what Fallout seventy six, and that was a colossal disaster. Um, and got what got went from bad to worse. And the nylon, uh, the nylon bags that were supposed to be uh canvas that was a travesty. There's all kinds of stuff. So, so they have you know, they've already lost everything, they've already lost the public's uh trust. So, we'll just see how this goes. But yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not particularly excited. I'm sure it'll sell gangbusters. Cause they always do. Cause it's a lot of content. I'm sure people will, will really like that, but we'll see. Um, the next thing that's on the list is Diablo four. Uh, they showed a big long trailer and it looks good. It's a very good looking Diablo. It's, uh, in that old kind of, I don't know. The old games for the time were trying to be realistic. I know they look pretty ridiculous, now, but I remember seeing Diablo two back in the day and thinking, wow, this looks like real life or whatever, just isometric. So they've, they've gone back to that style then more than like the, I guess the cartoonishness of Diablo three. Um, it looks really good. It looks like there's going to be a lot to do. The environments look, uh, handcrafted. It, it looks pretty cool. The only thing that I noticed toward the end of the trailer was that they didn't show any of the UI. Uh, which made the game look, you know, pretty and actiony, but I was like, ah, uh, how? What is the UI going to be like? Is it going to be cluttered? Is it going to be really smooth? Did they somehow 
remove it completely or does it fade out of the background? I, I don't know. But but uh, the game itself looks uh, like a return to form, a return to violence um, and like death and cult and necromancy and stuff. So it might be cool, um, but it's Blizzard, so it also it also might not. Um, yeah, I stopped playing three. I played. I had that a number of times. Played through um, the first handful of levels in on the PlayStation. Uh, like that was it was the console adaptation for it was really solid. Uh, it was fun, but there was no story. It was just like it. Um, there was very little dialogue that was worth a note. Uh, so it, it really was you're playing for loot that you didn't care about, or at least personally, I didn't care about. And it was like, take it or leave it. Some people hate borderlands, but at least borderlands had uh, a, a somewhat of a story and they made their, they have their version of humor. Like uh, Diablo three didn't have anything by the time I made it to the desert, which is like the third map or something. I was just like, every time I made it there, we'd fall off. And then I'd pick it up and play it again and just get there. And it's just like, you know what? Uh, I think it was like Torchlight had come out and it looked better. It felt better to play or Torchlight 2, I think. And so we'd play that and it had just the same amount of story, which was it didn't have any story. <laughs> uh, but at least it looked better and played better. Well, you know, from what they were saying in the trailer for Diablo 4, they have tried to do a lot more with the story. Apparently, I didn't really realize that because um, I didn't play Diablo three, but they did mention you know by the by the end of the game you're like the story is going to change into something that you didn't you know blah blah expect whatever. Um, so I I didn't realize until you're just telling me this stuff about Diablo three that must have been a common complaint because um, I felt like addressing it in the trailer for four. So hopefully it will be a a big return to a story driven game. Um, with, you know, some P PVP and, uh, co-op elements and stuff, loot and all that. But, you know, the story to me has really got a, for me, story has to drive a game. Um, it, it's really second only to game, to, to, to gameplay. And it's not a distant second to me, uh, in a lot of ways. So well, hopefully, hopefully that'll be good because it looks good. And I look forward to playing it, especially if it should come out straight on PC it looks like a PCS game. I'll, I'll say that. It looks like a PCS PC game. Um, so going on, uh, we've already talked about some of these others that I had on here. Callisto Protocol, Final Fantasy 16, uh, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter. Um, so next up is uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. And I didn't realize why this game was important. I had heard about it a while ago, but I forgot it. Uh, this is a new game coming out from Firaxis which is the guys that make XCOM. Um, so it's going to be an XCOM game, but with Marvel characters. Uh, the way they show it in the... So they don't actually show any gameplay, which I was disappointed by. It was all like CG cutscene stuff. And um, the way it, uh, the way they make it look, it look it, they make it look like you're, like you're fighting... Um, other superpowered beings and I'm like those aren't really like troops i don't really understand because like in XCOM, you're fighting you know the ground forces of the alien invaders and stuff like that and these guys all look like named boss characters essentially but maybe that's just the way they cut it for the cg trailer and uh whenever you actually get into the game that's going to be like this this alien dude's a boss and this 
alien superpowered lady is a is a boss and they have all kinds of henchmen and stuff but um that looks like it could be good i'm excited i, I liked the xcom xcom games and i could use another one seems cool i mean fraxis also did the civilization game so uh that's I don't what i always know, knew them yeah. as yeah yeah they it's actually like, so that's probably the I, bigger I think thing. uh you know a marvel civilization game would be uh would be more up their alley than XCOM. Uh, <laughs> just trying to just trying to ma- see them yeah. managing things from afar. No, as, as far as the XCOM goes, though, I, I loved X- the um, the XCOM uh, reboot that happened, and then I did not actually play any of XCOM two that came out. Me neither. Um, I was wanted to. Yeah, it's I, I I got it free eventually from something either. <laughs> like I know I have it downloaded somewhere, but I was just like I never finished the first one. I had gotten so close. And I think I was just trying at the time I was really badly like trophy hunting. And so I had to delay the final in uh, the final level or whatever, because I was trying to wait for a special ship to come down and encounter. I finally got to it, was making my way through it and it was just kicking, just kicking my ass. And so I was just like that. I'm like, you know, what? I'm safe scumming for this for sure. Uh, and I just, I think I'm, I'm somewhere. My save is somewhere halfway through that ship. Uh, man and that's i just never got around to finishing that ship and then the the subsequent like final battle uh that was because i knew it was like right around the corner it's like hey you got the thing to do the thing you know like are do you want to do it i'm like yeah wait 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 just wait a little longer and yeah so it's because i never beat that that one i didn't i never wanted to get around to um yeah my brain is like i don't want to play the second without finishing the first uh yeah so. I, I got really far in xcom one at least i thought i did and i dropped off of it but i think giant bomb did a whole thing on it and i popped in uh when they were they were like way they did like so many episodes of that that i was like how many they're just hours and hours and hours of them playing and uh i i dropped i dropped in on that and they were in a totally different landscape than anything that i had seen in the game and i was like maybe this game just goes on way longer than i imagined but anyway no, the uh, as far as the uh, Midnight Suns goes, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I just don't like a lot of the character design. I mean, uh, it was just the costumes and some of the, the their appeal. Like, I just it just doesn't fit with me. So I really kind of tuned it out, and I actually forgot it was for Axis when until you mentioned it. I'm like, I just remember seeing the trailer, being like, this looks really bad well, as far as the quality of uh, art and style. Yeah, I mean, like just watching the trailer, I was like, okay, whatever, and then. But I was like, this kind of feels like XCOM. Something about the way the characters were moving in the CG uh, movies. And I was like, this feels like XCOM. And then they show Firaxis at the end. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's the only reason I mentioned it. Because it, it is a Firaxis game. And I want to keep an eye on it. Um, so the next thing is... Uh, there was another trailer they showed. Almost all CG. Looked like it had a pretty good storyline to it. Um, uh, aliens, dark descent. So it's specifically aliens and not like alien. Um, but it is, it is, uh, in that universe and it is about, it seems to be about, uh, space Marines going around trying to kill these aliens. It, uh, they only show like 
This trailer was great. Yo, this trailer was like, it showed you nothing. And you're like, oh, okay. So you're just going to show us a bunch of uh, CG stuff, right? Okay. And at the very end, they just drop like, you know, like two five clips seconds of gameplay. Of gameplay. Like two, like half second clips of gameplay. But from those half second clips of gameplay, I could tell that it was, uh, it's, it's an isometric uh, looks almost like a twin stick shooter, sort of. Oh, it's totally a twin stick shooter. It yeah. is is of that nature. It's um. But, so yeah, it's. <laughs> but it does look, you know, dark and gritty. Uh, from what I could tell, it, it does look like a little bit of a. Okay, we're gonna go down this path. Um, you know, uh, a twin stick shooter is a good place for aliens. I think. You can, you know, it doesn't take out that much to make that kind of game look really good and, and play the way it's supposed to. Um, Aliens uh, franchise has taken a beating with a lot of their games over the past couple of years, so um, it, it'll be a good, it'll be a good foray into that. I hope, I hope that it ends up being a a good story and good gameplay game overall. Yeah, uh, that one, like I said, it was just, I think everyone, you know, anyone who saw that, saw the last little bit and the light bulb went off and like, oh, and it's like, that's actually pretty good. So that looks that's like it, it, you know, the, you see that I was like, this is gonna be like some FPS thing, right? Um, but even when they just had like, what is it? Fire team elite or the yeah yeah the, like the 4v1 or something like that i thought i i actually never actually played it so yeah, I, I stopped playing aliens games because they're so bad i heard that was bad and then i heard it was and then i heard it was really good um and i it, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing but yeah like this could be good this could be good and it looks like it might actually not even be 60 dollars. it might be like a 40 40 game uh and uh if that were the case and it was still good, that would be great. So uh, moving on, there's a couple more games here. Um, one of them. So there's a trailer for a game called Routine. And it looks like a post-apocalypse um, first person kind of wandering around in a futuristic city. Um, and uh, the, the you know, there's it's kind of horror-esque. There's robots and stuff, and then like one grabs you um, in the trailer. But what kind of interested me to me, me about this because I was reading about it. Apparently, this game was first talked about, introduced um, nine years ago, back in 2013, and I I must have missed it back then because I didn't hear anything about it. Um, so now i don't I don't know what the story is behind there, but I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. The game itself looks like a kind of survival horror esque thing um looks interesting uh we'll see what else yeah it does it has a neat aesthetic it looks like it could be you know it if it's not too long, I think it'd be really like if if they do it on the shorter side, I think it'd be a nice tight fun game uh that's just my thought though on it yeah so uh next up Saints row six that is more um up your alley, I think. Uh, I didn't see too much gameplay, or at least I couldn't tell if how much of it was gameplay. But did you so happen to see anything about bit, this? They showed a bit of gameplay. Uh, no, not really. Um, they, they've just been showing trailers of it, but they've been pushing the um, their uh, boss factory, which is like their website where you can create... It's a character creation tool, is what it is. Uh, and the game's always been really robust with you know character customization. Uh I played the crap out of Saints Row the Third, 
I've beaten that game on multiple systems uh, multiple times because different friends. Uh, and I was always down to replay it because if you're looking for a game to play with some buddies, you want something silly, fun, and it's a great something to do in the background. Um, you know, as you're talking and catching up, then that's the perfect game. Uh, I generally do one of two things. I would make my character look like Bruce Willis and, or I would choose the uh, the Cockney accent and then I'd make my character look like Jason Statham and then I'd just play the whole game as them. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I remember uh, Saints Row, this, when the second one came out, one, uh, one of my uh, coworkers ended up just making Spock and he just played the whole game as Spock. Uh, gangbanger Spock. Those so. games are always great for how wacky they're going to be. I can't really uh, how, how wacky what they were. I can't tell how this one's going to be. It looks like it's going to be in the same vein. Um, hopefully it'll be just sort of a uh, next generation uh, type of Saints Row game with maybe some some cool things added. But uh, yeah, they, too much, they kind so. of lost a lot of fans, a lot of that um, when they with the most recent one they had come out with and they had some DLC and stuff like that. And it's just uh, it just there was something missing about it, I guess, because I think the Saints Row the third hit it was the right place, the right time. And so I'm not really sure how they're going to make this one roll out, because the whole concept is you're making your gang from the ground up. And so you're you're kind of or you're like bringing the Saints back. But it's you know, it seems like it's a new crew. And they are already going to in like the wackiness because the Saints Row franchise went from a serious GTA clone to as each progressed to making it more crazy and wacky to the point where like, OK, you really lost us in the the, the most recent one. And so they're like, you know, um, now they're trying to tone it back. And but yeah, at the same time, the first game play trailers has them drive, you know, driving in reverse on rooftops. Uh, so of course. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll see how this plays out. I I will most definitely give it a shot. Uh, I I like it enough to at least try that. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, a couple more games uh, that I thought were interesting: Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. This I think you mentioned we were playing a game uh, a few days ago together, and I think this is a game you you mentioned seeing. Thought it looked thought it looked pretty good. I think. Um, it looks no, this one looks like a good game. Uh, the one I was mentioning before was their um, was the first person shooter that they came out with not that long ago, and that's when I like I had this the huge urge to play all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere. It's just like I really wanted to play that one, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I think it starts with an N. So, um, but yeah, that one was you know, Warhammer. Uh, the franchise of Warhammer is pretty amazing for the 40k series. It is. They're pretty much like, we'll let anyone do their own thing to it. Just, you know, uh, kind of like Star Wars, but at least these games come out. Yeah, uh, these games do come out. <laughs> there, There's a good amount of them. Some of them suck real bad. Some of them are just okay. There hasn't really been any any great ones. I think, so I, I did for a while there follow some people who were into mini painting, uh, and they talked a lot about kind of the Warhammer news um total biscuit back in the day he loved warhammer and he would he would play those like mid-tier games and talk about them um i think they are starting to be a little bit more picky about who they allow to to do it or they're putting uh certain certain uh, aspects of um uh, what is it called games workshop is putting out more kind of effort into making better games uh, video games for their properties. This game, Dark Tide, looks pretty good. 
Um, so I think this was being promoted as a an RTS again, but the like, or I, but I don't remember them showing much actual gameplay. So it was like, well, then. So I was... the gameplay that I saw was all FPS. Was, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was, and it and it was like, it was fast. There was a lot of. Um, it wasn't Doom fast, but it was fast. There was a lot of enemies. There's a lot of shooting, killing, uh, melee, chainsawing. Um, kind of. A... Okay, then then I have my trailers mixed up for sure. Um, but no, the the one I was thinking of is uh, Necromunda Hired Gun because okay. that one gives you that you know your dog like your cyborg dog, uh, as your partner in that one. So yes, oh, yeah, uh, I'm wondering if it's that. the same team that's uh, that that did that one. I'm not 100 percent sure, well, but if it is the same team, then for sure it has a good pedigree well i mean this one there looks like there's a lot going on in the trailer a lot of the backgrounds a lot of the uh environments uh have a lot of detail to them um and the missions seem to be like not just kill everything but like hey take this get the team take this thing to the thing do the thing and and get off the ship or whatever um so it looks like it might actually have a little bit more uh robust uh story going on for what they're trying to do but uh, look pretty cool. We'll just uh, see how it goes. Yeah, apparently it's being developed and published by Fat Shark. I haven't heard of them before, so New to me. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, they're you know, uh, hopefully they do you know do this you know it should be fun. I think uh, Warhammer 40k is probably the one of the more interesting uh, series. I prefer anything sci-fi over um, high fantasy personally. So. Yeah, the the Warhammer 40K, I've been kind of going off on a tangent here, but Warhammer 40K seems to have a much, or a, a, a stronger, I would say much stronger, but well, yeah, much stronger following than their um, kind of regular Warhammer uh, line. That is pretty popular, but Warhammer 40K has been, since its inception, been more popular and uh, and continues to be. I think that the the lore for Warhammer 40k is also way more um, fleshed out than that of, uh, of the regular Warhammer. Cause it's just, it's just wild, dude. If you start reading, there's a guy, uh, I forget his name on YouTube. It starts with an L um, Luton uh, L E U T I N. And all he does is, is read Warhammer books and make videos like hour and hours long videos uh, where he talks about the lore of of Warhammer 40k, um, and it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I mean, because he'll like say like this fits together like this, and this is why this is going on and all that stuff. And uh, it's good uh, to, to listen to when you're just like doing kind of mindless work or whatever. Um, it's 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 a wild. Like I, I kind of got into it a little bit. It's too much. It's too much of a world for me, but it's definitely has my respect. It's very very cool. Um. So, yeah, for sure. So the next game uh, on here is Redfall. Um, so I watched a trailer for this. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty cool. Um, the worst thing I can say about it, which it, which isn't all that bad, but the worst thing I can say about it, about it, about it, is that it looks like a um, back for blood, but vampires, to me, uh, and so kind of. Watching some of the gameplay, I was like, man, this just looks like a game that I've already played, but with vampires. I mean, yeah, it's so the original one kind of it made it, um, 
this gameplay trailer really does make it feel different. Uh, it's listening to their dialogue a little bit more and just uh, it, it does feel like they're trying to go more of the, I guess, Borderlands route or just, you know, the more lighthearted talkiness of it's, it. It's cutesy, um, yeah. So, you know, because before it was, it felt like it was more serious and gritty, but now it's just like, you know, they explained a lot to, or I felt they kind of gave, gave the, a proper vibe over it but i've also heard rumor that their their first build of that game was not well received uh but this is you know you know three times removed now because i'm hearing it from someone else who who heard, heard it, it you know yeah. like so uh you know I, honestly uh i think it'd be you know it, i don't think it's i went from like really high excited to now i was like um maybe i'm tepid now it's like i'll play it and if I have enough, you know, like I said, Back for Blood, most people didn't really care for it in the end. Uh, I had enough people to play with, and I enjoyed my time playing with my friends. Not so much the actual story, because that game, the way they presented story was trash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, like no cutscenes, and it was just random talking in the background, and it was really hard to hear if you weren't standing in the right position. So because of that, uh, I'm, I'm a really big fan of story. Uh, if this has a good enough story... I think it'll really push it through, uh, but I'm not hopeful right now. Uh, that trailer actually put, you know, like it did not do, do any favors in my opinion. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe it'll end up being good or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, there's going to be plenty of things that are going to push it out of the way for uh, getting my attention for uh, games to finish out or even touch this year. Okay, so next game up, uh, Skate Story, and I was going to skip over this game, but I. I was getting kind of tired as I was watching all these trailers and I was like, this looks like whatever, but I read that it's like the most, like of all the stuff that came out, um, it's one of the more kind of stylistic games. And I watched it, uh, watched this trailer and it is a, it is, it is like a very weird, cool aesthetic. It has got style, man. The music really got me. I was like, okay, they know what they're doing with this music. So you're a, so the trailer says you're a demon made of glass and you don't know anything, but you know you must skate. And so, like, you skate around and you go through these levels or worlds which are in this kind of dreamscape. And if you, f if you like, fail or mess up a thing and fall off your board while you're skating, obviously you, like, you fall and you're made of glass, so you just shatter in like a million pieces, and then like it starts you over. And I was like, okay. And you have this cape, I think. Uh, it's really weird. It definitely it definitely is like, you know, uh, a video game, ass video game, where it's like, man, I just want to see what the hell they're trying to tell me with this game. They call me Mr. Glass. They call me Mr. Uh, Glass. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, this, uh, it's like, it's a good a good reason for for a runner, I guess. This, if you had to, you know, that's what it made me feel like. It's like, okay, you're just a runner. Uh, uh, yeah. it, it probably, I, I know I'm super simplifying it and I know it's, I'm probably wrong, but that's just how it felt. Like, okay, you just got to keep on going and don't stop. And then. It could uh, be, it could be, but the way it's, like the way that they showed the trailer, I couldn't really tell if I was looking at gameplay because a lot of times the camera would come around in front of the character as they're moving through the world. So it's like, well, you can't see where you're going. So I couldn't tell if it was all like how much of it was gameplay, and how much of it was, you know, a CG movie that was playing for me. 
So anyway, yeah, okay, I see that. It definitely definitely has style, and uh, I'll, I'll be trying to get my hands on it uh, at least a little bit if it's not uh, prohibitively, prohibitively expensive. Looks like it might be kind of cheap, like forty or something. We'll see. The last game on the list here is uh, one. This has been a big year for um, announcements for uh, survival horror. You know, like survival horror seems like it's making a big comeback because we're having uh, announcements about Silent Hill, stuff like that, maybe coming back. You know, we'll see. But this last one is a game called Signalis. And it's a, you know, it's a bit of a retro made to look like a retro you know ps1 ps2 era game it looks like a, it it reminds me of a pc88 game all right um so it's totally it has the the aesthetic of those those anime games from back then exactly uh, something like something like an old snatchers uh which you know like hideo kojima uh original game uh you know it's like which usually has really great soundtracks to a lot of those games too uh, it has that like right gritty chip tune sound, yeah. so it has the right aesthetic. Uh, they, this has also kind of been coming back in a little ways. Um, these style of games recently, and I'm okay with that. Um, so I, I forget there was a game on Epic that I just recently saw that was very much in. It actually, I'm like this game looks like an older game, and I looked into it and I delved down in a PC88 like music rabbit hole for like hours that night. It's super, <laughs> it was pretty bad. That stuff is all really interesting. That whole world, man, getting like having a PC eighty eight would have been so would have been so cool. Probably, I mean, they, that thing was like insanely expensive, right? And every all the games were really expensive for that too, right? Yeah, it was, it was one of those things that it it changed. It was like the the to the best of my knowledge, it was like the high watermark. It, it lasted so long in Japan. I mean, a lot of that stuff ended up coming out to other things because you had a lot of those games eventually make their way to. Um, like Sega CD and stuff like, you know, oh, yeah. uh, like hints, Snatchers and Sylphid and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you'd also get like other well-noted games. Like I'm pretty sure you got like Mario and stuff on there too, which was like insane. Uh, because <laughs> that's wild. Uh, yeah. 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 There's a guy, um, I th he does, uh, there's a guy called, uh, Thor high heels on YouTube. And he talks about, um, basically like, bad games from old generations or like weird periods in time. I think he has a PC 88 video. Um, he does some pretty cool stuff. He's, and he's, he's pretty funny. He's kind of, kind of low key humor, but uh, he's, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, so check out some of his videos. If, uh, if you want to know more about some of, uh, the weirder games in gaming history, but Signalis, um, is of that vein. It is a kind of an anime, style but in the but in the retro style as well survival horror uh sci-fi you're going through a station or somewhere and uh it's it's very the, the the aesthetic is really cool and it looks like it's got some good puzzles and some good mystery they look like they know what they're doing with it so uh that is one that uh looks like looks really interesting to me it's just unrealistic enough to where I might actually play it because survival horror is hard for me to get my hands to get my take my head around I always go like way too into the game and I'm just like man I just it just freaks me the just freaks me the crap out so this is a little bit more separated from reality unlike the newer games today so I might be able to actually pick it up so what we should do is uh, we'll either have 
during October, we'll either have you play a bunch of games and you can scream like a girl in front of everyone, get some good views, or um, you can just like you know view, look, watch over my shoulder, and then I'll play the game for you. And I'll just scream like a little girl anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, um, yeah. So that that was it for you got on there. But I'm gonna just go over some of the other things that were mentioned in the Xbox showcase uh, that just weren't on this list. Uh, some there was a lot of overlap. Uh, but one of the things I thought was funny and I, I enjoyed was um, the Forza Horizon 5 DLC is going to be Hot Wheels. Um, so okay. they're doing this. They, they did it in four, I believe, as well. Uh, so they've already done the Hot Wheels once before. But, man, it looks so good. Uh, it, it's like the closest thing you're going to get to that uh, to a Speed Racer, uh, you know, <laughs> the game. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, so I, I genuinely like that Speed Racer movie that came out uh, by the Wachowski siblings. And I... <sighs> Uh, a lot of people did not like that movie at all, but I thought they did such a good job of translating an old anime into a like a realistic like or a live action setting. Anybody who hasn't seen that movie, you need to go watch it. Even if you end up hating it, you need to go watch it because that movie is is like so so. It's hard to understand this or to realize this, but most movies. They, they start you off, they might have started with that with a bang, but then they slow it down. And they build it back up, and it goes faster and faster, but it accelerates over time. And they bring it back down, and they do it over and over again. Speed Racer just starts at 100, and it never stops. It never slows down, it never changes. 30 minutes in that movie, I was like, this movie's got to be like, three quarters of the way over. It's got to be nearly over. And I looked at the timer and I was like, I've been, I've been watching this for 30 minutes. That's insane. And it's like, it's over two hours, isn't it? I don't, I really don't think it was that long, but Dude, uh, it, it could be. It feels uh, I, I, it's, really long. And the CG. I've seen it quite a few times. Dude, the, <laughs> the backgrounds that they do, the green, like the humans the speed are. Lines. They literally do speed lines. As, as the action scenes happen, you're seeing swishy lines behind them like you would in an anime panel or you know, a manga panel. So they, it, it's the best, it's like, it's the best transition from you know, like anime to movies since like, or the only other one that does it really well like that would be like Scott Pilgrim. Dude, you know, the, when they're walking around outside, there's like green grass and there's blue sky, but the green grass is like neon, like fry your brains green. And the blue sky is like hitting, you know, going to blue in MS paint and just, just like doing the whole top of the screen green or blue and it's just like holy shit it's so hard to look at that movie they translated it so good from an original concept like it's like what if you made the jetsons you know and then made it like real and everything like that picturesque perfect neighborhood you know the it's like you know the the future of tomorrow you know kind of aesthetic that movie has john goodman and susan sarandon in it as well as uh, Matt from Lost, uh, Matthew, what Matthew Shepard or whatever. I don't. Anyway, um, wow, that movie. It hurts my eyes just thinking about that movie. <laughs> like, you got to If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Just be prepared for. Just be prepared for anything because it's wild. I was really glad I saw it in theaters. Oh. <laughs> Oh, dude, you probably couldn't see straight for a week. 
<laughs> uh, it's not that bad. Uh, but bad. yeah, so anyways, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels, uh, it, that's what it, it reminded me of instantly. Uh, then there's, uh, let's see, they mentioned, they talked a little bit about um, Stalker 2. Uh, you know, it's, I'm interested in it. It's you know I I really like the original Stalker. I didn't I don't remember playing much of the DLC, uh, but you know then they also they mentioned some other neat games coming out. Uh, one of which is the um, the history of uh, or the uh, era history of uh, Untold uh, something or other. I can't remember now. It's a city builder essentially is what it is. And Obsidian they talked about a couple of their stuff. Um, the big one from Obsidian, which I'm actually really excited about is um uh pent uh pentiment Pentiment, and that one is it's a swing that's for sure it's it's like they're swinging for the fences uh it's just a really out of nowhere you're not expecting it and it has a unique art style it's like a a detective medieval detective game uh but it's it's done in that like medieval style you know 2d painting before they really understood like perspective and stuff um the kind of stuff that they would draw on the margins of of really ornate bibles and different books um it's in that style and it's it's really cool or like monty python monty python that's also (laughs) it's also another way to to say i didn't know they did that really but yeah well uh, it's it's when they have those when they have just their their bits of like you know in um holy grail or something they show something like animated it's just it seems very like jarring because it's not really animated properly uh, that, but it game, looks interesting. Game does look cool. It it uh, didn't catch me at first, but you're like, "Hey, look at this trailer!" And I was like, "Ah!" So I watched it again. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, this this could be a pretty cool game." Definitely here, right though. Definitely uh, a uh, swing and a and a hit out to left field. So see how it goes. And one that I'm excited about is um, probably the last thing I'm gonna mention here is just uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, they're gonna have a uh, dlc that lets you go into like low orbit you know you get to be in a space shuttle that's pretty cool i am excited about that uh because i i don't i don't think you the ceiling was that high but i'm wondering if it's just you know they're gonna load up a special scenario just like once you have that shuttle um but no that's just it's just neat and i i don't know it's the game is it looks amazing anyways and it's a lot of fun so you know personally if you just want to get a game that's really chill uh, you know, I always, that's one to fire up and yeah, so that's all the, you know, they mentioned a bunch of stuff that we've already talked about from other showcases and stuff like that before too. So, um, but yeah, uh, there's been a lot of games coming out and you picked the wrong time to go on vacation, son. I know, <laughs> I know, but, uh, hopefully I won't uh, go on vacation around this time next year. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, well, we're going to take a little break here. And then when we get back, we'll uh, talk a little bit about what we've played and what we've watched. Okay, sounds good. And we're back. All right. So we got here. Uh, like I said, we're going backwards today. So now we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing. All right. Uh, we just recently, the other day, got to play with a group of friends. And we ended up trying out that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. How'd you like that, Joe? Uh, I actually liked it better than I expected. Uh, the sprites, when I originally saw the trailers, it uh, I really made me feel like or look like I was playing a GBA game, and I kind of felt like I was playing one as well. Uh, 
but yeah so the shredder's revenge uh got a lot of hype behind it they they are printing a vinyl press of the soundtrack um i'm pretty sure i remember reading ghostface killer is doing a song to it uh the theme song itself was uh, I remember they, they announced that one a long time ago, and that was nothing impressive. It wasn't a bad rendition of the theme song, but it wasn't, like, anything good. Right. But, like, as I played the game, I was like, the music here is not really that memorable. Like, I remember the old Turtles games, or at least some of them having really good soundtracks, uh, or at least one or two good songs, but, I'm like, like, they're just kind of meh. <laughs> Yeah, this, so this is, uh, you know, a Ninja Turtles games in, in the vein of those Super Nintendo Ninja Turtles games, as far as I remember. Um, uh, what was the big one back then? Do you remember? Well, Turtles in Time was the second one. Uh, Turtles 3, uh, I think Turtles 2 was also like the side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, uh, the, the only one that was different was the first Turtles game, which was a nightmare uh, and a half shell. Uh, but, yeah, all right. But like, but Turtles in Time, that's like the... The one that everybody remembers, right? That's like... Uh, the first arcade game well, was the one that I think everyone remembers. Turtles in Time was the second one. Uh, that okay. was for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking But the of. original... Okay, so yeah, the original arcade game was came out on uh, NES as well. That's what that's the one I played a lot. Yeah. Um, so... Where you could beat the whole game, walk off the, to the left of the stage, and the game just locks up, and you never finish the game. Oh, wow. And you, all your quarters were for nothing. Well, that's it's your own fault. You should have known that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a game in that vein. Uh, they're they're trying to make that. We played with, uh, there are four of us. We almost had five, but uh, but forces conspired against us. You can play as many as six um, in the game. And uh, the main characters are obviously the, the four turtles, um, Splinter, April O'Neil, and... Uh, that there's a seventh one that is the AC Jones. Yeah, yeah. So so he is one you have to unlock. Uh, we didn't get it far enough to unlock him. We only played like what for six, seven missions, something like that. Yeah, we played for a little over an hour, and we made our way. I'd say like a third through the game. So yeah, because like, what do we say, sixteen? Uh, yeah, sixteen or so, levels. and we we made it to about six six in or something like that. So it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty decent, actually, how how much of the game is left. Uh, but at the same time, it's uh, we did meet our fair share of bugs in this uh, in the game. Like mm -hmm. for some of us, uh, so the host, who, uh, as they were controlling us on the the overworld screen, some of us were not like on the right stage. Select. So I'm like, wait, why are you on this stage? And like, I'm not. I'm on the correct one. I'm like, yeah. I'm not. And then other people are like, oh yeah, here's the stats or something. You know, for the the items we missed. And I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? So yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was we, pretty buggy. At we, times. we were playing it day one, you know, we played it on Thursday. It did come out on Thursday. So, um, that was pretty cool. We were able to, to get that together, but yeah, you know, playing it, I was like, okay, um, it's okay. We were all kind of playing separately at the same time, as opposed to any kind of co-op. Um, I could have used a little bit more, maybe on a harder difficulty it would make more sense as far as like kind of playing together and having to really know your role um and, and, and do stuff but we kind of just kind of played around and hit, hit things and and kind of shot the shit um but it, it's it's not a game i'm really if you guys want to play it again I, I'd, I'd play with you but i'm i'm not gonna be uh pining to go back to it really very often it's um it's 
I think it's like a $25 game, so it's not very expensive, but it just doesn't really seem like there's really that much left. Even after playing an hour, I, I really playing this for 10 hours. I, I doubt, I think I'd probably wrap it all up um, in about five as much as I'd actually want to play anyway. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's a nice attempt, but uh, once again, a good game pass game as in something that you probably wouldn't really want to spend a lot of money on. Yeah, it's um I found that it was it was fun enough, but once again, it's yeah, it's not a very technical heavy game. Uh so if you're looking for any real skill, juggles or anything like that, uh no, this is very much in the vein of, you know, you pump like the old games where you just pump a quarter into it and just, you know, have your have your fun time, but uh it's I wish there was more to it, more special moves or more variant uh, it was it's straight up a button masher, which is awesome for younger kids, which is probably primarily what it's probably targeted towards. Um, uh, yeah, because you know, Turtles keeps on getting revamped uh, for from Nickelodeon every few years. They come out with a new series, new art style. One of the latest ones was just a hot garbage mess of like the turtles were so boxy and so flat looking. Uh, it was it's like nightmare fuel uh, in my mind. Uh, it's it's like if you took the the um, uh, what's his face uh, the live action movies uh, Michael Bay if you took the Michael Bay turtles and then made them into a flat one tone cel shaded look uh, that's that's kind of what it it reminded me of yeah uh, so well I did uh... Uh, but there has been really good remakes mind you so that's why I mean and this game overall it's it's passable it's it's I'd say it's uh you know it's a good game but just nothing special probably the most interesting thing I found was uh playing it with uh, my fight stick or my, my arcade stick. Um, that was pretty cool. It, it, I, was a, I wasn't sure how well it would work. Um, the buttons are mapped a little bit weird, though, so uh, it, if I was going to play it more, I'd probably go back and try to figure out exactly the mapping. But I was able to play it well enough, and um, I, th I think it worked pretty good. Uh, it uh, I don't know if it would work better on a controller, but I definitely enjoyed I don't know. Moving in that game was kind of hard, so I'm kind of glad I had the the big joystick to really move around with it. Moving left and right was okay. Moving up and down, I felt um, up and down the screen, like basically north to south, was sort of tricky because you're always moving slowly north to south um, when it does have you do that. I had I had like almost no problem with that. I didn't even think twice about the sp like speed of how slow you're moving north to south like usually if what makes what makes it a break for me uh for games if you can't run and at least this has a dash you know so you can hit a button to dash forward and that made it that made a huge difference in my mind uh it gives you a double jump which was nice or at least i played splinter so he had a double jump so i'm not sure if everyone did no, i did um, too yeah okay so it was just you know the game was it was all right. I mean, unfortunately, it's not as technical as something like a guacamole or something like that, which is I'd rather play yeah. because it's more in depth. But this is once again just uh, if you wanted something that was like the old Turtles arcade game, uh, totally right fit for it. Yeah, so. it would be cool if they did give you some kind of progression where it's like, well, you have your jump, but you don't have a double jump, and like, well, you can't like roll backward, and you have you know easy enemies and easy bosses until you can like gain those things. I think that would be a, a nice thing to add, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else have you been playing, man? So, you know, going on the trip that I did, uh, right before 
uh, I, I went I went on it, um, at least as far as I remember. Um, a phone game that I, I signed up for many years ago finally came out, uh, and it was called Diablo Immortal. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, wow, so this is finally out. Uh, I don't really play phone games anymore. I kind of uh, am morally opposed to them in some ways. But since I signed up for pre-registered for this game, for free or whatever years ago. Um, and it is, uh, I am going to be on the move. I'll give it a try. So I, I did play a little bit of it, probably about an hour, maybe two of it, just kind of sitting around in airports and stuff. Um, it's a good one of those. It's a good, like, like, uh, it's not idle, but you know, you're not like, you're kind of, you're hitting buttons and it's doing the thing kind of for you. There's a little bit of aiming, um, a little bit of targeting, uh, managing cooldown, stuff like that. Not much of a story, though they have, well, I would say the story is not that great, but they did try to put it in, um, which for a phone game is pretty, uh, is is definitely uh, something they don't often try to do. So... You know, the graphics, character customization, and loot and stuff that you're constantly getting is pretty cool. Um, it's a good one of those, I, I would say, uh, as far as... And I haven't played a ton of those kind of games, but I have played some, and it was all right. Um, kind of jumping back into the news a little bit, though, uh, that was really something sort of interesting. But uh, Eurogamer had that uh, Diablo Immortal has the lowest Metacritic user score of any PC game ever. So on the phone, uh, I guess it's getting whatever reviews, probably good or whatever. But uh, on PC, it had a... Wait, okay, on, on iOS is currently, uh, at the time of the writing of this, had a 0.5 out of 10. And then on PC, it had a 0.2. Um Part of that is due to people finding out that it costs $110,000 to fully upgrade a character uh, in this game. So that probably made people pretty mad. But, I mean, as far as the gameplay went, you know, it didn't really paywall me. Um, it started, as far as I got, it started to put a lot of those like, hey, there's, you know, chests and stuff to buy and different currencies and stuff. Um, and I, I was able to just ignore it and kind of play the game. So it'll let you play for a little while before I guess it starts to slow you down. Um, I wish I could have gotten to play co-op, uh, cause that seemed to be a big part of it that might make it more interesting. Um, but anyway, all, all in all, a good one, a good one of those, if you're into those, um, though, then again, I don't know how it's going to pay while you and stop you from having fun. So well, yeah. the PC version, the user score is now a whopping um, 0 0.3. And, Coming back. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the actual Metacritic score is 60. Uh, and then the iPhone, iPad version is uh, 0.5 for user score. Uh, and it's a 69 Meta Metacritic score. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, it... I think people on the um, you know iOS devices are just more, more thirsty for a game. A good game, so therefore that's the extra point two. I mean, no, they, I can't say much about it because I hadn't seen, I hadn't looked into this all because I forgot about this game even existing. I mean, iOS gets all the games first. 
um, from from what I know, they they get all that. If it's coming out for a phone, it's coming out for iOS first, and then when they figure out when they make their money and they're not, they know they're not going to get robbed blind. They'll go to Android, uh, let people start torrenting it for free. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting too much, um, from a phone game on PC. That's, I would say this is dog shit, but on a phone, you're playing around, you're waiting for the bus or whatever. It's not horrible. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, I just thought that the Euro gamer report about, having such a low score, low, low scores across the board was uh, funny and newsworthy. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, other than that, what have you been watching, man? You, you seem to have caught up on a few things. Yeah. So also on these planes and stuff, I was able to, uh, I've been working on a couple different manga series and I was able to finish bio mega, which I think I mentioned on this show before. I was able to finish Chainsaw Man, which I know I also was able to finish before, or I also mentioned it before. Um, both of them very good, not too terribly long. I think Biomega is like 66, 60, 66 chapters. Uh, after I finished reading that, I was like, what the hell did I just read? And so I typed that into Google, what the hell is Biomega about? <laughs> You did not mention Biomega because uh, I would have made the connections instantly because looking this up, I'm like, oh, this is totally the guy who did Knights of Sidonia, um, yeah. which I like and hate at the same time because the, the animation for that one is like high school slash my first animation project. It's like <laughs> it's really bad, at, badly drawn like CG, uh, but the story is actually not bad. Uh, and that was like one of an early Netflix thing or something. It's the same team Netflix pays to do like a lot of their animation styles for. Do you know um, when Knights of Sidonia initially came out, uh, the manga? Uh, the manga is saying the the original run was uh, 09. Okay. 09 to 2015. So he must have, so he definitely did this after Biomega. I think Biomega was his first foray into a like serious foray into the uh, manga world. Okay, so I guess I haven't talked about Biomega. Um, uh, dang it, I didn't mean Biomega. I meant uh, Blame. Um, Biomega was the first thing I ever wrote or I ever read by this author. What's his name? Tet uh, the author is uh, uh, Tetsutomi, uh, um Nihei. Nihei, so. that's it, yeah. 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 Nihei. So I read Biomega back in college uh, and it's, or part of it. It's not very long. It's, it's sort of a rehash of blame. Sorry. Blame is what I, is what I read. I don't know why I've never been able to, to replace that. Blame is the first thing that he did back in the late nineties. Um, and so when I, I, uh, I, I finished that, and I was like, what the hell did I just read? So Blame is, it's a cyberpunkian future uh, where humanity is sort of sparsely populated inside this huge mega city. Um, and they don't really explain, he doesn't really explain like anything uh, except in little tiny blurbs and 
that actually makes it more interesting because you're constantly like, what, what is this? Why you're kind of asking yourself the question and that's what keeps you reading. Um, and then it gets really annoying because there's like nothing given to you. So, so it, it, it was a bit of an irritating read, but it wasn't terribly long. Um, and I did enjoy the art style. The guy Nihei started out as a, like an architecture major or he was an architecture graduate. So, so he, uh, so the, the architecture and the building drawings in the manga of blame are front and center and they are kind of the, the, the main, the main thing. I know it's kind of hard to like imagine that as being interesting, but he, he definitely weaves in a story and makes it very interesting. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's, it was up my alley and it wasn't too terribly long. Um, there's not a lot of text, so you can kind of blow through a lot of it pretty quickly, but there were a lot of times where I had to go back and for lack of a better term, reread the drawing because I would go like five or 10 pages and I go, what the heck? And I have to retrace my steps and go, Oh, I missed this little shadow here or that little, you know, button there, uh, in a tiny little panel. But, um, anyway, uh, blame blame is, is pretty cool. Um, I think they have that movie on Netflix. Uh, I've avoided it because once again, I, I have a love hate relationship with this studio, uh, that does the animation for it. Uh, like I really didn't like Knights of Sidonia's animation quality to the point where I like, I didn't watch it. Like I gave up at it and then I was bored enough and I started watching it again. I'm like, the story is actually not bad. Um, the one the only caveat is like the story was like hey everyone's like clones of each other so that's why we have the like four faces for all the female characters and like four faces for all the male characters because they're all clones of each other and i'm like that's a cheap ass way to make a ct like series um that's pretty brilliant at the same time (laughs) but it's pretty cheap we're gonna save some money yeah Um... oh but yes. they do they do some other stuff that's actually all right too because before they did um the the movie blaine they did uh ajin and that one also had a pretty neat story to it uh but you know the the, uh, the animation gets there you can tell they've gotten better as time has gone on because as they've done more of these things um but you know it's like they did the godzilla trilogy of um films on netflix uh the animated ones and so yeah it's just they've kind of gone through and kind of become better. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll give the, uh blame a shot. The blame movie. I saw that it was on Netflix and I was like, okay, I'll maybe watch that after I read it. I don't know uh, what I remember of it. It looked pretty kind of weird. Um, the blame manga. I don't know. I, I would say read a little bit of it. If you like it, keep reading it. And if you don't, then just read a synopsis and read about what it's about because what it's about is pretty interesting. Um, it, it just, it takes, tells it in a convoluted way, but anyway, it's, uh, it always reminded me of Gantz, like just the, some, something about the art style or something about the, like the way that people looked. Well, it's funny you should mention that. Cause I think it's probably started around the same time. Maybe I'm, I'm sure Gantz is probably older, but, um, something about it, did remind me of the matrix. Um, the way that the, that some of the enemies are drawn is reminiscent of the machines in the matrix. And 
I don't know the 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 super like the super city reminds me of some of the things in the Matrix, and uh, I looked it up and you know Blame came out I think began in '97 I think it went for six years until 2003 I think just one a month with probably breaks in there so that would be right about the time that the Matrix was being filmed and then released in '99 so I think it's just a an aesthetic choice of the nineties that just sort of these two, you know, things, um, and really the, really that makes sense because the matrix, uh, is very influenced by Japanese culture and, and Japanese in general. I mean, the matrix itself is in Japanese and then, um, they, they borrowed a lot of scenes from, uh, ghost in the shell, uh, the movie, so maybe it's just kind of a confluence of events, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, anyway, the, the other thing I finished on the way, so I finished that on the way uh, to Yellowstone. Uh, the, on the way back, I ended up finishing Chainsaw Man, which I didn't have too much more of. Um, that was good. It, it, ends, it ends the way that I, it, it ends the way that the, that the, that the uh, story, that it makes sense for that story. Um, I'm looking forward to the, the, the anime now. Um, but, uh, definitely a weird series. Uh, I don't know it, it, if the anime ends up being not good. I can always at least recommend the manga cause that was a wild, weird, uh, well done thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. How about you, man? Have you been able to, to watch anything? I know you've been pretty busy. Uh, yeah, it's, I got a false start on, uh, that Miss Marvel series. Um, Oh. And I've been trying, you know, like the uh, Disney uh, had like it has it on there. I've been I tried a few other things, but like nothing that's really stuck and nothing I can really commit to. Uh, and I've just been, you know, I've barely even been able to watch any like anime uh, or anything like that. So it's just, you know, m- most of the series that I had mentioned before are still going on. I know uh, uh, Spriggan just came on Netflix, uh, so I'm going to try to give that one a shot. I always thought the main characters of that one looked similar to, uh, was it uh, Full Metal Panic? Uh, not to be confused with Full Metal Alchemist. I know. Um, yeah. So yeah, Full Metal Panic. Uh, Sosuke Sagara's character, like when he's in a, a mech suit fighting, uh, the main character for Spriggan looks very similar. They have like the same uh, partial helmet or like rugby headgear. <laughs> Essentially, it's a it's a headband covers the ears and lets your tuff of hair out on the top, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever I seen it, whenever I just saw like pictures, I'm like, oh, this is just mocking, like comic, uh, copying this, right? That's so. But no, it's they made a it's like a six episode series. So I'm like, hey, maybe it's worth giving a quick look. Uh, I could probably fit that in. Uh, but yeah, no, unfortunately, haven't gotten around to watching any any decent movies or anything like that lately either. It's just. Um, you know, it's essentially just enough time to my kids evolving. Essentially, is what's happening. He's 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 become more more of a handful. He knows how to work operate the baby gate now, and uh, he's he's doing like they can open uh, he's doors. Stacking, he's stacking furniture or he's stacking his toys in a manner which is like watch me like parkour up this thing and try to hurdle things. I'm like, no, dude, you you can't. You just can't do this. Oh. And he's just like, I don't care. Um, They're learning. You know, he'll look at. Yeah, right. I'm like, stop evolving. I'm I'm glad you're you know, I'd rather have my kid be too smart than uh than too simple, way. but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um I did just last night uh 
sign up for High Dive, which is the okay. new yep. Crunchyroll competitor. Um, because I found out that uh, your boy Cone Ming is on there, and I kind of wanted to watch a little bit of that. And then uh, the ex- the Executioner and Her Way of Life is on there. Um, they don't have very much. Uh, they have a couple old series and they have a couple simulcasts. They're only five bucks a month, um, and I went ahead and got a year because it was a uh, it was it was cheaper in the long run that way. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and give this a try. Um, I was a little bit worried whenever Crunchyroll got, or whenever Sony bought Funimation. I don't yep. know how that merger all went, but I was kind of like, well, dang, that's kind of like there's Netflix. Uh, there's a couple other channels that have a little bit of anime, but Crunchyroll now is pretty much the only game in town if you really like anime and you not. Well, it's and, all owned by Sony, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So High Dive, I was like, okay, interesting. There's another like there's a there's a new a new challenger approaches, and um, they're a Houston-based company. They've only been around since like 2017, I think I read. But anyway, they've yeah, got a couple. They 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 usually have. Uh one or two uh two series every season roughly about two you know and so i've been i've recognized them for a while now i didn't realize they were their own channel uh because i just stream everything off the internet yeah. uh yep that's right it's there uh so yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that i know hey. yeah uh but no and they ha- they have a really good intro like opposed to funimation is loud and bright and you know it gets my kids attention for a hot second and i guess that's what they're doing for the like the ADD mentality of like, ooh, pretty colors. While high dive is just a good low bass beat. It's just like, doo, and that's it. I'm like, okay, you remind me of the um, the Adobe uh, like sound system. Oh yeah, that startup. Yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of uh, have looked at their app and stuff. Uh, they it's uh, has more features, I would say, than Crunchyroll. So you know they're doing they're doing well in in that regard. Um, and I don't know, I, I just, I like to see some competition, uh, because it keeps, helps keep prices a little bit lower in the long run. But, uh, yeah, so I, I got a little bit of that. I did start a little bit of, uh, the executioner and, um, you said you watched some of that and it's good. So I wanted to watch some of that. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen two episodes now. Uh, that's the one I'm like falling behind on kind of, uh, but the, uh, they did just recently show a preview for uh, Overlord uh, season four. Oh yeah, and I'm like yeah. I'm excited for that one. It's a series that's really, as far as animated goes, like the it's really weird because season one was like okay, your normal run of the mill kind of isekai thing, you know. And this, but you know, getting thrown into your MMO, okay, and that was a fun little story. And then they made a season two, and season two, if I remember correctly, went wildly in a different direction. Okay. You're like, you're not even following the main character. The main character is a third party altogether, and you're like, okay, this is unique. That's an interesting. You're just gonna follow the. Yeah, it's like a side story, but like the entire season, and you're like, then you go back to season three, and then you're like, the guy, like, light spoiler, barely, but <laughs> the, the everything that happened in season two now just push to the side you're like you're like wait that person's not going to be more of a main character no no they're they're just kind of delegated as um like to the to the side fodder I'm like okay that's a fucking bold move man that's uh, that just tells me that that just tells me well we got a new showrunner and they don't fucking like <laughs> that character so they're gonna be pushed off into 
left field. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I uh, I like the series though, and it's just generally um. Uh, who is it? Myth and Royd uh, do the uh, soundtracks for these, if I remember correctly, which are usually pretty good for it's like a J Brock or something like that. It's it's not your normal J pop filler for a, a opening or ending. So these ones usually have a good have a good beat. And like if you want something that's not your normal fanfare. Uh, so I generally like that. Uh, just like I think Myth and Royd do the writing for the song ender for the the one skeleton isekai that's currently going on. Um, yeah, I'm forgetting the name of it, but uh, it's just like because uh, I remember the ending. No, that's right. It was Unison Square Garden. They're the ones who do something that and like because when I heard it, I'm like, like this sounds like Myth and Royd, and then it's like it pops up with Unison Square Garden doing like the writing for it. I'm like, wait, what? So that was that was a unique uh, throw. I'm like, I was not expecting that. Huh. So weird but no yeah. there's some of the season some this series is uh season of anime is going pretty well i'm not that dis- i'm not disappointed with it at all so there's quite a few good ones yeah i mean it's pretty hard to beat the winter season i think uh i i haven't gotten too much into it but you know spy family i'm keeping up with and that's like been like the number one rated on uh some of the things i follow which i don't know how you know how accurate that is but if it is like the top anime of the season it's good you know but it's uh definitely a weaker season to me than last um but yeah we'll we'll probably get more into that uh next time when i've i haven't been able to really watch that much i've only been kind of picking at it i've been diving through ozark uh and i'll be talking about that probably next time because i'm almost done with that i'm on like halfway through the very last season so i should be done with that by the next time we do a thing but uh after that i'm gonna try to stick on uh anime and really try to power through a bunch of series but uh yeah anyway that's pretty much totally it for recommend me. i told her if you get some chance recommend giving that uh kaguya sama love is war go back to season one i know it's thick, this that's, is the third. i know like i just kind of turned on executioner because i was like well i'm just gonna see what this is like but kaguya sama is like my number one thing after i'm like i'm gonna finish up uh it. if i you hadn't if I wasn't talking about something else, I'm going to finish up. Um, dang it. What's the one about the little, little girl's school? Uh, all right. Little girl school. Um, wait, you're talking about a uh, spy family. No little girl going to school. No, the school of the little girls. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's totally blown out of my mind. From last season? Yeah, from last season. You liked it. KB Sailor Uniform. I could be Sailor Uniform, yes. Okay. I don't know. When you said little little girl school, I'm I'm thinking like ele- uh, like the only elementary school. Not that little. That can... Just like littler than us. Like middle school. <laughs> uh, you know, little girls in middle school. Uh, yeah, as soon as I fi- I'm like on episode eight of that, and I need to just like finish. I need to smash the last. I think I'm episode nine or ten, actually. So I need to just smash the last couple episodes. And then I was thinking about diving into Kaguya-sama season one and just hardballing that all the way through the the um, current thing. Because I've heard it's great. I've heard it's really great. It's really funny. It's 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 actually it's a great uh, comedy. Uh, also, I'm really digging, uh, still digging uh, Love After World Domination. Uh, it's they're doing a really good job with that. Uh, you know, there's there's some there's a lot of 
there's not really that many like super stellar ones but there's a lot of just like these are okay these are like ones that i'm surprising like i i kicked up um heroines run the show for no reason at all just like all right let me just turn this on and i ended up kind of liking it i'm like it's not as bad as i was expecting and the story's moving faster than i was i was expecting it's just um you know it's it's a kind of reverse harem situation girl girl from the countryside goes to school uh for track and a track scholarship and then she needs a job and she ends up working with um uh two of her classmates and she didn't realize two of her classmates are uh idols you know they're a boy group uh duo and they treat her like complete trash but she's completely like energy ganky she's like um was that uh, asta from uh black clover <laughs> oh, yeah. just like always positive and always gung-ho and and i was like she's always you know that positive assertion but she's at least not like super conceited and i you know it's it's actually all right uh so it took me by surprise i'm like oh okay and then there's a different one where like the fruit of evolution uh before i knew it my life blah 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 i forget now but it's just like it looks it, i watched it i'm like this looks like this is bad animation it kind of reminds me of like late 90s early 2000s anime did this is this like is this just a rehashed old thing like did someone like if, if i felt like they just must have uploaded an old series and i'm like oh no this is literally coming out weekly this is a new thing but it looks fucking old <laughs> but i'm like this is just okay but it has that nostalgia factor for me because i'm like you you remind me of all the old anime from like the early 2000s that just like a little too um heavy on the rom-com or something not quite like love hina or something but just like uh like a maharomatic or something it's just very simple uh and it's just like i don't know it reminds me of a simpler time i guess so i end up watching this i'm like you're not really good but you're not bad so i'm just gonna waste but my you, time and have this in the background as i do other stuff but you do make me feel like it's 1995 again so yeah, i'll keep watching you yeah I've before had, the world was on fire yes sometimes i watch old sometimes i if i'll see like a 90s movie on maybe i've seen it maybe i haven't but i'll just be like dang this is like an artifact it's just wild to watch that and be like they have their big cell phones and they're like oh i'm so cool or they have some you know gas is like a dollar a gallon or whatever <laughs> instead of five um so it's a, it's, I do understand that feeling of being like, dang, this is kind of a cool old thing. All right. Well, that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us here. Uh, so, I mean, we feels are weird. a little bit, feels yeah. like we're starting again. Like, <laughs> cause we're, cause we're doing like the, what you've been watching and reading. And I'm like, well, now it's time to go to the next thing. So I'm like, yeah. And so, all right. Uh, just, I, I hope, um, Y'all have a, a good Father's Day out there, and uh, hope that you know. For those of you, can maybe wish your fathers a happy Father's Day. Unless if they're assholes, then just try to, um, you know, not fight with them. How about that? <laughs> Don't go to prison. But yeah. Don't go to jail. And then, with any luck, uh, with any luck, maybe some of you guys will actually be able to uh, celebrate slash have this Juneteenth off. Um, my wife is fortunate enough to have that have this as a, uh, a you know a recognized holiday. I, on the other hand, have to go to work. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah me too. Uh, but hope you guys have a good rest of the weekend. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah. All right, guys. See you around. Bye. Take it easy.